the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom, and let us pray together as we seek the heart of God. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. We love you, we praise you, we honor you. And we ask, O Lord, that this time that we have with your word and on the radio waves, Lord, would bring you glory. That we would truly be the disciples you want us to be. That our hearts would be transformed so that we truly will be the people directed by you. We love you. We praise you, honor you, and look for an anointed time together. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Past couple weeks, I've been letting you know that um, you certainly who have helped support this program have been a tremendous blessing. Uh, Looking at the 2018 finances, we were actually a little behind, so we're still behind. And in order to stay on the radio, it's important to turn this around. So you can call Karen at 813-831-5673. She'll handle your gift to our radio ministry. Or you can give online at Heart of Messiah. And also, I would mention to you, if you would like to know how to share your faith better with people where teaching a class called Way of the Master. It begins this Wednesday at 6.30 in the evening. There's no cost. It's free. If you want to register, call Karen at 813-831-5673. She'll give you more information on it. Okay? All right. So our scripture nugget for today comes from, actually, I have two scriptures for you. Isaiah 1.9, which says, Unless Adonai Tzivaot, or the Lord of hosts, had left us a small remnant, we would have been as Sodom, we would have been as Gomorrah. And Romans 11.5 says, So in the same way, 
also at this present time, there has come to be a remnant according to God's gracious choice. Well, these two scriptures together, there are some key thoughts I want to bring to your attention. God always has a remnant, and that remnant will be faithful to him and worship him. And without uh, God keeping a remnant, we would be in sin. The remnant is based on God's gracious choice. Since he decides if you are part of the remnant, you are important to him. And the question to you today would be, are you part of the remnant? Stay with me and we'll discuss it later and you can figure out if you are part of that remnant. But I'd like to start out this day with a little quick historical look at some of God's choices because God chooses us, right? So he chose, obviously, and made Adam and Eve, and that was 6,000 years ago. And Abraham was the first Jew, and that was 4,000 years ago. King David uh, was about 3,000 years ago, and the Babylonian exile was about 2,400 years ago. And we get to uh, Yeshua, and Yeshua was about 2,000 years ago. And that roughly ended Scripture with the New Covenant. And so scripturally, God primarily used the Jewish people, and that is why they're called chosen, right? And God said they were chosen. But as the church grew after the time of Yeshua, we see a separation between believers and Judaism. And so we see in Const- with Constantine about 330 years after Yeshua that uh, there was a dramatic separation from Judaism. And we see the Crusades in, in about a thousand years ago. Uh, this was a time where Greek and Roman church separated, but they also uh, were involved in the Crusades, and, and that was where they uh, were trying to come uh, take back Jerusalem, but they also were killing Jewish people on the way in and on the way out. Not a great uh, thing for believers to do, right? <laughs> and then we had in 1500 Martin Luther in the Protestant Reformation, and Martin Luther, towards the end of his life, came against Jewish people. And there was also an Inquisition in Spain, and that was 500 years ago. And so we come up to the current time in in the year 2000 and after, and we see the growth of independent churches and the megachurches, where it seems to be a coming back to looking at Israel and the Jewishness of our faith. And right before this period of time, we see God working in in a number of ways with Jewish people. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the first event is in the 40s. We see the Holocaust, and and that was a, an awful time where the world just allowed, really, Jewish people and other people as well to die in the hands of, of the German uh, dictator, Hitler. And then in 1948, Israel became a nation. In 1967, Jerusalem regained by Israel, and in 1970s, Messianic Judaism began. So the question that I have for you today is, 
Where do we go from here? What is God's plan for Messianic Judaism? What is God's plan for the church? What is God's plan for the everyday man? You know, throughout history of believers, the role of the common everyday man has really grown significantly. You know, their importance really didn't start until it seems like the 1500s, where they started reading Scripture for themselves, right? And though it steadily increased, and it certainly exploded in the 1900s and now in in the 2000s. So today, it seems as though every person has a role in the body of believers. We have the biblical history behind us. We have cultural history behind us. What are we going to do with all the information we have? It seems our importance in God's plan is increased dramatically. You are important. You're important through prayer and worship and outreach. Along with the greater importance of the individual in God's plan, I think there's been a greater spiritual warfare, right? Including distractions, like busyness and having too much and desiring more and lack of dependence on God because of the above things that I've just mentioned. What will bring us a better place with God so that we will desire to defeat the enemy in the spiritual warfare? I believe the thing that's going to help us going forward, besides obviously having faith in Yeshua, is vision. I believe God's vision, purpose, his calling, that is going to be key to keep us on that straight and narrow. Our desire to have a legacy and calling and purpose is important, but the real important thing is God's vision for us, and we are to connect with him to find out what that vision is. God has given us So much information from, as I mentioned, the biblical and cultural history. So we should be making wise choices and decisions that are for him. So I'm going to tackle these areas in the next coming weeks because you are important and you're important to God in his end of days program. Part of understanding God's vision is understanding the word remnant. And the question is, are you part of his remnant? So the remainder of today, I'm going to talk about being part of that remnant. A remnant is a smaller part of what is original. A remnant can appear more valuable because there are so few of the originals left. And an example, a funny example, I guess, would be if you were losing your hair, the remnant of your hair that you have left would be extremely valuable, right? (laughs) So the remnant are those people who continue to be faithful to God's original truth despite peer pressure and opposition and difficulties that come up in everyday life. So what I read earlier, Isaiah 1-9, unless Adonai Tzvo'ot had left us a small remnant, we would have been as Sodom and we would have been as Gomorrah. The remnant is that small group. However, without them, the chosen people in the entire world would 
kind of been launched into darkness. If it weren't for the remnant of believers, our country and the world would think that infanticide is okay based on this past week, right? It is all right to kill babies that after failed abortion attempts. We are here to say to Congress and to the world, as the remnant of God, this is not okay. We are not only against this, but we're against all abortion. Why? Well, I'm going to take a little side trip here. because You know, God said to choose life, right? Um, we see it in Deuteronomy uh, 30, starting with verse 15. And, and uh, hang on to this scripture. It's a little lengthy, but it's important. See, I have set before you today life and good and death and evil. What I am commanding you today is to love Adonai your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his mitzvot, his commandments, statutes, and ordinances. Then you will live and multiply, and Adonai your God will bless you in the land you are going in to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not listen, but are drawn away and bow down to other gods and worship them, I tell you today that you will certainly perish. You will not prolong your days on the land where you are about to cross over the Jordan to go in to possess. Verse 19, I call the heavens and the earth to witness about you today, that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, choose life so that you and your descendants may live by loving Adonai your God, listening to his voice and clinging to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, that you may dwell on the land that Adonai swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. So in most cases here, abortion is when the doctor and the mother turn away from God and follow other gods, like the God of thinking that you are God, and you can make a decision of life and death, or that you are so self-absorbed that you are more important than saving a baby's life. Where have we gone? You know, God says, choose life so our descendants may live. God set before us life and death, the blessing and the curse, so we could choose. And you know, this week, oh my goodness, this new politician, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, said that she's even questioning whether or not women should have more babies. It might not be sustainable. I believe the remnant has to be heard loud and clear, but always having the love of Messiah as our witness to a dark world. In this scripture that I just read, the way for the remnant to be blessed is by loving Adonai your God, listening to his voice and clinging to him. And so we do that by celebrating life. It's never death, is it? I'll let you answer that question. Romans 9, 27, Isaiah cries 
out concerning Israel, though the number of B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, be as the sand of the sea, only the remnant shall be saved. Wow. Paul was referring to this, which was said in Isaiah 10, 22. But this was in the New Covenant that this is said. And in Isaiah, the word was um, talking about returning to God. Here, the word means to be saved. But in either case, it's only a remnant. In Romans 11, 3, 3 through 5, Adonai, they have killed your prophets. By the way, this is also talking uh, about the Old Covenant Scripture. So let's listen in here. But it's in the New Covenant, right? Romans eleven three. Adonai, they have killed your prophets. They have destroyed your altars. I, meaning Elijah, along, alone am left. And they are seeking my life. But what is the divine response to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So in the same way, also at this present time, there has come to be a remnant according to God's gracious choice. And then interesting, the next verse says, but if it is by grace, it is no longer by works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. Telling us that that you can't work your way to salvation and that we should be filled with grace because we have received grace, right? But at any rate, the remnant has not bowed the knee to Baal. No idols before God. So the question, even as a believer, my question to you is, do you have idols before God? If so, I hate to say this to you, you are probably not part of God's remnant. I believe the remnant, in a sense, is a remnant of the remnant. Does that make sense to you? In other words, we who are saved are a remnant. But there is a second remnant, a remnant of that remnant. And I want to be in that category. Do you? Micah seven eighteen says, Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity, overlooking transgression, for the remnant of his heritage? He will not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. The purpose of God's remnant is for his heritage. The remnant is very aware of God's mercy and forgiveness and seeks to have those qualities in their own life. Their quality of showing mercy and forgiveness is attractive to all who don't believe. And so this remnant, we have to be gracious as God is gracious to us. I believe that God's remnant is and will become those who are in Messianic Judaism and those in the church who have a heart for their Jewish Messiah. In Revelations twelve seventeen, it says, So the dragon became enraged at the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her offspring, those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Yeshua. So the enemy, I believe, is at war with Messianic Judaism and a Messianic Jewish understanding of our faith. We have to hold to 
God's commandments and the testimony of Yeshua. Now, the testimony of Yeshua is the good news and has to be the most important part of our faith. But we also have to understand the commandments of God are key to the foundation of our biblical character that we aspire to and that Yeshua reinforced with his teachings. It is not enough to know Yeshua is Lord. We have to follow his teachings. We need to be his disciples, and that includes following his commandments. People say, oh, those were the Old Testament laws. Well, like loving God, loving our neighbor, honoring our parents, don't envy or steal, and so on. Also, concerning the holy days in Leviticus 23, didn't Yeshua keep them? He certainly made clear with that clear, keeping uh, Passover with his disciples, right? So we can't just throw away the Hebrew Scriptures. We have to understand it's all part of God's Word, and it is all, as Timothy talks about, uh, perfect for us to learn. Uh, So let us understand uh, all of God's Scripture. The remnant are those who can withstand the warfare of the time we are living in now. And I believe that not all the church and not all the Messianic Jews are the remnant of the remnant. And I think we can see that in even further in Matthew 7, starting with verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and perform many miracles in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Get away from me, you workers of lawlessness. The remnant are those whose hearts are found pure by the Lord. Now, I've got to, so I don't get into too much trouble, I'm not saying that works is needed to get saved. What I am saying is to be the remnant of the remnant, okay? The remnant of believers, that our lives have to exhibit similar to the lives of Yeshua, the life of Yeshua. We have to be as blameless as possible. We're going to talk about that next week more when we look at scriptures like in Revelation 14 and so on. There's a lot that God is telling us about being a remnant. It's like being a a disciple. So at this point, we are out of time, and we're going to continue this subject next week. But it's all about God's light being shown in us. We That is what a remnant is. A remnant is one who is showing God's light. Once again, I I thank you for continued support. I'd ask that you could help us on this radio program um, and and give um, as as we need uh, more financial help to stay on the radio. And also, I'd ask you to be a light in terms of talking to your friends about Sharesh David and the Lord, and and bring your Jewish friends to our services. 
I just, you know, you might be scared about sharing your faith. Well, then join our Way of the Master class this Wednesday. It's for eight Wednesdays. It's free. It's Wednesday at 6.30. We teach it in South Tampa. If you would like to take that class, call Karen at 813-831-5673. She'll give you the information. So may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Join me in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.